Welcome back to the IoT Podcast. I'm your host, Tom White. Every week, we are joined by the biggest names in IoT to unravel the trends, misconceptions, and predictions for the Internet of Things. Before we get into today's episode, don't forget to subscribe on whichever platform you're watching or listening on and turn on that notification bell so you're never out of the loop. In today's episode, I'm joined by Peko Piverinter, IBM Sustainability Software Technical Leader, Northern Europe. We'll be exploring how digital transformation and IoT enable effective tracking and measurement of sustainability performance. We'll also be discussing the benefits of data collection through IoT devices, the challenges of understanding data and data ownership, and provide advice on how organizations can effectively communicate the value of IoT data-driven sustainability initiatives. Before we get into the episode, shout out to one of our sponsors today, 5 Tech. 5 Tech are specialists and finding people who make technology a force for good in the world. They bridge the gap between talent and deep tech businesses around the globe. Click the link in the description to find out more. Before we get into the episode, shout out to one of our sponsors, IoT Tech Expo Europe, the leading event for digital twins, IoT and digital transformation. Paco, welcome to the IoT podcast. Nice to be here with you, Tom. Nice that you are here. And in fact, you're the second person from IBM on the podcast. Uh, we started with Vicky Bunyard uh, quite a few weeks ago now, actually. And um, Vicky obviously mentioned, uh, you know, it'd be good to get you on and some other folks to talk about sustainability. And that's going to be quite a big topic, actually, for today, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it's uh, top of mind for, for all business leaders, but, but also all across organizations and in our personal lives as well. So. Yeah, it's a, it's a really hot topic. Yeah, I, for, for me personally, it really is. I think it is for a lot of businesses. It's a lot of people individually, as you say, in our personal lives, so much so that when we rebranded our business in October 2022, you know, one of our five core guiding values was around being sustainable, right? Yeah. And um, I think that's so important that we get away from this kind of wasteful society that, that we might have had in yesteryear and how IoT can really help with that. So we've definitely done a couple of shows on this in the past, but I'm looking forward to getting into this today with you to learn more about your personal view on it and obviously that of IBM's. Um, so as a, as, a, as a way to kick off, as every podcast in the world possibly kicked off in the same way, maybe you could explain a little bit about who you are and what brought you into this wonderful world. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, I'm Becco. Uh, Coming from uh, northern part of Europe, uh, Finland, uh, and born and raised in, in Finland, uh, actually uh, moved to Australia at, at one point of time in, in my life and, and spent some time over there and, and then uh, came back back to Europe and, and uh, been working with IBM for 15 years, all my life uh, with, uh, with IT and, and really uh, data being in the, in the center of everything. And that's also my angle for, for the sustainability, because you can tackle the sustainability from multiple different angles. My, mine is, is uh, data and how can we help uh, uh, organizations uh, with the data, how we can automate things, how can we visualize things and, uh, and so forth. But, but yeah, all my business life been working with, with IT and, and data has been in the, in the center of 
of everything. Um, I, I, I live uh, in, in northern part of Helsinki, wife, two kids, and uh, actually uh, just a recent uh, experience uh, because uh, there's a personal aspect to, to the sustainability as well. Uh, the kids are at that age that they have all kind of gadgets and devices, tablets, mobile phones, computers. Uh, we we obviously have all kind of household uh, uh, devices, uh, washing machines, and everything. And uh, and uh, last last autumn, when the energy crisis started and and uh, the, the prices started to go go up, I, I was really thinking that hey. Most of my devices are connected to internet anyway. I get a lot of data. I haven't really used the data. Like I have uh, all kind of apps, but I, I really wanted to connect uh, uh, connect the dots, connect the, the devices, and and uh, with this kind of information and 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 the information I, I got from from the electricity company when the peak uh, prices are peaking and and when they are low. We were able to reduce our uh, energy bills by by thirty percent with uh, with my own family just by having the data, and this is this is the same exact same problem organizations have. They don't have visibility to data, so so I'm I'm really glad to be here with you and and discuss these matters and and how how we can have a, a different take on on the most things if if we have data. I, I think I think that's that's fantastic that you've really brought that to life with a personal example around it. Um, there's a lot of talk, certainly in technology, over the last five years to a decade around data, data engineering, data science, the interpretation, use of data. But I still believe we're at our infancy when it comes to harvesting and interpreting that data in a, in a measurable way, and and ultimately. Uh, it, it, it has good and bad connotations, doesn't it? You know, um, in the press, people may have seen, you know, stories about Cambridge Analytica with the Facebook scenario in the past about how it can be used badly. But I am excited about, uh, as this, as you are, about how data can be used in a good way, um, particularly when it comes to sustainability. So I think that's the overall theme of today, isn't it? Around digital transformation, how IoT enables businesses and individuals to track, measure. Uh, their sustainability and performance more effectively through data. So uh, to bring this to life then, Peko, so how, uh, you know, uh, uh, to, to get into it, so how can data collection through IoT devices contribute to a sustainable decision uh, that an organization can, can make? Well, uh, in, in many ways, but but if, if, uh, if we come from, from the... How, how things have been done so far. Uh, most C-level uh, uh, managers, they they have all, CEOs have announced uh, targets for their organization that we're going to be carbon neutral by 2030, 2040, whatever the year is. The easiest part is it's already done. That announcement has been done. The hard part is to really start to tracking, start to collect data, automate that, and 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 it's not an easy task because uh, there's so much of it, and and uh, uh, some of that is is not in our own hands. So we need to get data from from multiple sources, 
from from uh, suppliers and, and things like that. So uh, it's going to be a journey. So like nobody can say uh, they, they are ready. Uh, I, I think IBM is a good example. Uh, we, we've been uh, uh, releasing our, our own uh, sustainability uh, reports for, for decades. But there's still, when we get more data, we have uh, much more visibility and we can do much more things uh, in, in our uh, path to, to more sustainable world and, and how we can impact the, the people and organizations and environment around us. So it's not only our own thing, but, but definitely. And, and one of the things I, I really, uh, com- coming from technology background, what I really want to bring is the, the uh, visibility and ease of use of, of data. Because nowadays, uh, there's a lot of uh, data engineers, data scientists who, who know this stuff. But I, I want to bring this to everybody because people tend to do uh, uh, sound decisions when they, they, uh, they see how it's impacting. They, they, they can take responsibility. Of course, there's the, the um, uh, security angle to, to data. Like, there, there are bad people. There, there's a malicious intent. But, but overall, uh, I think where I come from, uh, now I've done a lot of security stuff in my past, but, but then again, I think uh, uh, what comes to sustainability, there's, there's a, a lot of good things to achieve when we bring uh, data from, from different sources. But it's going to be hard. That's mm-hmm. uh, definitely something we've acknowledged. And I think, you know, for, for me and for certain viewers and listeners of our podcast, I think we can understand that when we're involved in the technology industry and we're, we have an interest in, in IoT and through sensors. But for the uninitiated or for people that, uh, perhaps don't understand to the extent around data analysis and why it might be useful, particularly from an environmental impact. Can you just explain why the harvesting and the analysis of big data is actually useful uh, and why it's actually needed? Yeah, well, uh, there's there's multiple reasons uh, driving driving uh, towards this. So, so first of all, uh, there's uh, uh, a general drive in in uh, in the uh, uh, people's mind, uh, not only the young people, but but also uh, more senior people are, are realizing that we need to leave the, the world to better place uh, to to our uh, 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 kids uh, going forward. But uh, uh, there's also different angles like. Uh, uh, regulations, uh, uh, financial impacts. Uh, they, uh, they, there is now a, a, a phase where there's a different uh, value for money if your investments are, are green or if they're not, and if you are able to showcase that. So it's it's not only that you say that these are uh, uh, these are green, and and the kind of the green washing has a really bad taste. Uh, th- that's been done quite a lot, and, and uh, we we really need to move from from that to really uh, data uh, data uh, backed uh, 
uh, information. So so it's not like uh, just uh, marketing doing uh, doing a lot of uh, nice nice work uh, around our, our operations, but but really, how can we prove? Is it auditable, for example? Like uh, I, I can claim whatever, but but then again, that's not good business and. And and a, a lot of young people they select their their uh, workplaces based on on the actions of the organization, not what they say, but how they act. So that's why I, I really think that the data is is uh, crucial. Yeah, yeah, I completely agree with you uh, around uh, the last statement as well around how the younger generation um, uh, can see through greenwash and would rather join a business based upon their actions, uh, which is the right thing to do, ultimately, you know? And so, uh, you know, it's, it, and, and this is why the use of data from a sustainability point of view and using it in the right way is, is excellent. Just to, to, to bring, uh, bring this to life then, can you uh, name some examples of IoT applications that collect data specifically to drive sustainability initiatives? Yeah, well, from from our portfolio, like this, there's a tons of solutions uh, in in IBM portfolio. We've really uh, made a huge effort on this. So, so uh, in in the reporting side, uh, data platform side, we've made an acquisition of of NBC last year. They've been in in business for for 15 years and and really focusing on on uh, being the uh, single source of truth uh, for what comes to ESG data. So not only the environmental, but the, the social and, and governments, governance uh, side as well. And and then, uh, but that's kind of the uh, reporting layer. There's there's a link to weather data. So that's an important uh, part of, of almost every kind of industry nowadays. Weather is, is impacting uh, not only how we impact uh, the, the global warming and, and the weather, but how whether it's impacting our operations. So that's also uh, something we need to link most of the times. But when we have this kind of baseline and, and understanding where we are, then we can operationalize this uh, with, with asset man management solutions, uh, real estate uh, uh, solutions uh, in, in our portfolio. We have uh, tools for that. Uh, for some industries, it's the IT heavy. And and over there we have made some some uh, investments and, and acquisitions lately, with uh, with Turbonomic and, and Instana, really focusing on how can we optimize the, the cloud usage and, and uh, data center uses, not only from the price perspective but but also the environmental impact, and and that's really cool stuff we have there and and. Uh, and, and helping organizations uh, to, to uh, address the, the need to move to modern uh, IT solutions, uh, modern uh, application stacks, but still able to tackle the, the complexity uh, uh, also from the environmental perspective. Mm. And, and then again, uh, supply chain is, is obviously, for most, most organizations, supply chains uh, upstream, downstream uh, supply chains, they, they are bringing a lot of uh, uh, emissions in, 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 in for example, uh, carbon, uh, uh, carbon uh, footprint. And, and 
that's also something we are addressing with the with the IBM portfolio in in, in different technologies, including blockchain technologies and, and so forth. Yeah, oh, that's that's excellent. It sounds like there's some really um, uh, discernible action there through the acquisition of the company that you mentioned and the initiatives that IBM are taking. Um, but I would imagine there's still quite a lot of challenges as well, isn't there, that you're facing around this? Definitely, because uh, there's so much data and, and different sources of data, like real estate, supply chain, IT, combining different sources. Uh, some we might own, some we, we might have uh, suppliers. And, and, uh, and getting that kind of data, uh, is, it's not an easy task. But yet we really want to automate this because uh, coming the, the, uh, in, in the European Union, we, we have the new regulations uh, uh, in, in front of us, the CSRD uh, frameworks. Uh, the, and and uh, we really need to start show with the data where we are, how we're going to improve our actions. And the only way to improve our actions is, is to have the baseline, to understand what are our current uh, uh, emissions, for example, and, and how can we improve? But the problem is that most organizations, they don't have a clue where, where we are today. And, and, uh, and that's why it is so important to, to start with the data uh, and, and start uh, bringing this uh, uh, automation and, and visibility of data to, to the uh, organization, not only to the top level, but everywhere in the organization, so people can can make decisions based on data, not just uh, gut feeling. Yes, I think that's very important as a life lesson. That is, isn't it? Go yeah. go actually on the data rather than the feeling. You need specific examples. Um, I think that challenge there with the amount of data is one that's across a lo- number of industries, isn't it? Actually. So I think people can sometimes get a bit blind to the amount of data um, and the interpretation of that. Um, but, it, but I would imagine on a smaller scale, there are some success stories. Perhaps you can talk around about how people have actually managed to harness this properly with the data that's coming in from all the various points. Uh, can you share some of those stories for us today, Pakal? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh... Before I share a success story, I just uh, just a couple of weeks ago came across with with one example where where organization had announced that uh, they will be carbon neutral by 2030. So the announcement was done last year, and and uh, uh, this year they said uh, realizing after starting uh, collecting data and, and seeing how difficult the journey is. They, they announced they're going to postpone this uh, target by 10 years. So, so I believe we're going to see much more of this. But that doesn't mean we can't start and, and really enjoy the, the uh, small success because this is a journey. And, and uh, uh, we've done different, uh, uh, different type of uh, uh, IoT uh, uh, approaches with uh, with organizations we we've done with uh, Sundenbelt in in Denmark, uh, 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 especially for for bridge, uh, really extending the life cycle of of a bridge by hundred years, 
with a lot of automation and, and uh, uh, bringing drones to, to the maintenance and, and really avoiding to, to build a new bridge in, in, in the time frame and, and avoiding huge amount of CO2 emissions uh, for, for building, building a new bridge. Uh, and and uh, also uh, airports, we, we are doing a lot of things with airports uh, and, and uh, there's a lot of uh, uh, data flowing around with uh, with uh, people moving and, and uh, uh, traveling and, and uh, really preventive uh, maintenance because uh, sustainability is also uh, really optimizing operations and, and when do you do your maintenance? Do you have a scheduled maintenance? Uh, can you do preventive and, and really not to do too early, not to do too late and and, and uh, yeah, Shipolis uh, is one of our, our customer customers in, in there. Uh, but at the same time we are experimenting things with uh, Boston Dynamics, for example, with the, with the uh, uh, robotic dogs and, and so forth bringing World visual Bank inspection yeah, yeah yeah it's uh, uh and, and bring the visual inspection in in there so so really bring the ai uh capabilities and, and not need to be a, a data scientist to build a, a model for for visual inspection you can, like anybody can do this in in um, half an hour and, and cool stuff like that. So, so things are moving, but again, I would say, don't try to eat the whole cake at, at once. It, you really need to start from somewhere and, and start, uh, start, uh, start the journey. That's, mm. that's obviously what, what we have found out. Mm. I think, I think there's some fabulous examples and I, you know, clearly you're very passionate. IBM are doing some great work with some great customers and great organizations. You mentioned Schiphol Airport there in the Netherlands. You know, always very forward thinking. There are some sort of horror stories around, at the moment, around 15-minute cities and taxation and carbon use, et cetera. And I wouldn't want sustainability be, to be used as a way to tax people more, right? It, you know, it should be the right thing to do because we need to look after our planet and we need to be more sustainable. We don't need to build another bridge and expend lots of CO2 if we can fix mm. the current one. But I wouldn't want individuals to suffer because of it. But that's out of our hands. But it's something that we need to lobby the governments to make sure we do this in the right way. Uh, yeah, definitely. You know, I, I agree. There's, there's uh, of course, there, there could be an interest to, to use this in a, in a different ways. Uh, and not all always so positive ways. So, so definitely uh, an area where technology uh, is an enabler. We really need to have the the governments and and institutions in in uh, in this uh, journey with us in in a right manner. Yes, yeah, and I guess time, I guess time will tell with that actually, won't it? You know, um, but but provided we're all united, it uh, it, it it should work. Um, Moving on, Peko, so uh, supply chains in Europe, um, we touched upon data from supply chains, notoriously quite complicated, actually, and complex. I guess the question is, you know, who owns that data? And is that perhaps one of the reasons why the analysis of that data isn't as thorough as it should be? 
because there's a question mark actually about who should and that analyze it based on who owns it. Yeah, yeah, that's a difficult one, and and uh, that that's basically something uh, I face on 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 daily basis with with customers. Uh, how do we do? Like uh, the, the ESG is is uh, uh, having uh, three different scopes. We have the scope one uh, and scope two, which are basically our own uh, buildings and cars and uh, uh, energy and so forth. Scope three is the supply chain, and and that's really uh, a tricky one because uh, how do you do uh, measurements with data? Like uh, there's, there's uh, uh, a lot of uh, spend-based estimations, guesstimations ongoing uh, on, on the top 10 suppliers of, of uh, any organizations or 20, uh, no matter how, what's the number. But uh, moving from spend-based uh, guesstimation on, on, uh, to, to actual data, uh, it's, it's going to be hard because a lot of organizations they still don't have uh, uh, proper uh, information on scope one and two and usually scope one and two of, of uh, my supplier are part of uh, my my uh, scope three so if if my supplier doesn't have this, their scope one and two in place it's it's really hard for, for me to get that data uh, to, to showcase that hey my supply chain is in, in, in good shape. But I, I truly believe that uh, this, uh, this is an area where, where organizations will be focusing. And, and it will be also impacting uh, on, on the supply chains because uh, uh, sourcing uh, and, 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 and purchasing uh, departments, they, they will most likely to, to uh, have a element of, of sustainability in the decision-making criteria. And, and so it's not only cost or, or speed of delivery or, or, or what, whatever the criteria is. I believe there's going to be a sustainability angle coming into this. And that's also driving uh, the, the uh, data uh, aspect, but at the same time, uh, really, uh, if you don't have the data, you might be dropped out of, of, of certain supply chains because you are not able to, to showcase uh, your, your emissions and, and your, your ESG uh, data. Thanks again for IoT Tech Expo Europe for sponsoring today's episode. IoT Tech Expo Europe brings together Europe's brightest minds to talk about cutting edge technologies in one place. Experience top level discussions, innovative IoT innovations and strategies. Mark your calendars for the 26th and 27th of September 2023 when IoT Tech Expo Europe returns to the vibrant city of Amsterdam. I'll be there, will you? Get your tickets at iottechexpo.com slash Europe. The link will be in the description. Yeah, yeah. I, um, I agree. I think it's a complicated challenge, um, um, but I think we'll get through it the more use cases that we have um, and the more it's at the forefront of people's minds. Um, and hopefully with podcasts like this, people will, will start to reflect and think about it and about what they do specifically with it. And I guess perhaps that leads on quite nicely to my next question around how organizations can effectively communicate you know, the value of IoT data-driven 
sustainability initiatives. You know, would you say, in your opinion, that successful case studies, PR like today, are they are there some of the examples about how organizations can do that? I think they are. And and all overall, uh moving away from traditionally uh there's been a lot of work done towards a sustainability report in, in different organizations uh, in, in conjunction with the annual report. This is put out uh, once a year and, and uh, then all the sustainability team members going for, for nervous breakdown for, for and having, having a, 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 a two months off because they, they, they burned out and, and but moving away from from this kind of uh, annual reporting to to really daily operations needs that you need to have the data available, and and uh, and that's basically what we we are doing with with NVC. Uh, we were first we we were uh, the user of NVC, uh, so so uh, we were the, the customer of NVC uh, ourselves at IBM. Uh, using for for our, our real estate and and uh, other things and and really uh, using it in our daily operations and and showcase uh, this uh, data to to and visualize the data to to people uh, not only on the sea level but but everybody not only the sustainability managers but facility management and and so forth and and that's why uh, I think. Uh, 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 the the importance of automating this kind of data can can uh, lead to faster decisions and and, uh, and also uh, course correct if if we are making bad decisions so mm-hmm. so it it helps us in in a way and and yeah so uh, in in VC uh, has been in in a market for for a long time like fifteen years really focusing on this area and. and uh, while while we at IBM we've been uh, releasing our, our our sustainability report for for decades, we needed to automate a lot of things and and we really wanted to to uh, use uh, uh, NVC. We investigated a lot of uh, technologies in the market and and then when when we used it, we realized hey everybody else is facing the same problem with data, lack of data, lack of visibility, and and. Uh, I, I think it also showcases that uh, when we are using our own uh, uh, tools and technologies, uh, it, it, it can be uh, really a, a strength for the for the uh, cu- customers and organization we work with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I I I I, I agree with you, Fako, and I think that's some fantastic examples, uh, as you mentioned there, around how people can use it, why people can use it, and and positioning, I suppose, isn't it? So, you know, what is the benefit to the organization in doing this, making it crystal clear around how they can save money, uh, you know, increase production, etc. like, you know, the baseline reasons. Um, so, so really, really, really good advice. And I, and I, you know, com- coming near to the end of the podcast today, I think one of the um, most pertinent questions that, of all of this, actually, we've kind of saved till last, which is, you know, how does someone start doing this? So when you're not an IBM and with lots and lots of people, but you might be a small to medium-sized enterprise, you know, 
fifty to two hundred and fifty staff. You've got a lot of data. You want to do better, but you don't know where to start. What would your advice be to them? Well, we we work with ecosystem, so so nobody can solve this uh, alone. Not even IBM. So so we we work uh, with uh, ecosystem of of, uh, of partners and and really. In in my view, there's a, there's a, uh, two ways to 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 solve this, and neither of them alone will solve anything. So there's the the um, uh, sustainability consulting, where where you really uh, work with a, a partner and and uh, uh, help help the organization to define their goals and and uh, define their uh, impacts to uh, their organization structures and and responsibilities and so forth. Uh, at the same time, we need tools. We need uh, tools to automate data collection and visualize data. And, and combination of this is the way I would start uh, in, in any organization. Get, get yourself some, some uh, consultancy help uh, with, uh, with partner who can, can help with the uh, sustainability angle. But then start the data journey early. Because you you can spend all your life uh, talking and and thinking about, but if you don't have data available, no use. So so that's why I would use the the uh, dual uh, strategy of 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 help and tools. So so yeah, that's my advice for any size of organization. I think that's very sound advice, Paco. Thank you thank you for sharing it. Um... It makes a lot of sense. Um, I've really enjoyed today. I think it's been really interesting, actually, um, hearing some real-life examples rather than it being um, theoretical, I think is really important. Um, and, and firsthand to hear how you and your partners and the acquisitions that IBM have made in order to do this. And I think the example around the bridge is fantastic, you know? Um, and, and, and if anyone's listening and, you know, and hearing this and, uh, and wants to find out more, then of course we'll put your details in the comments and a bit more about us, etc. Um, but I think those those examples alone should really get people's juices flowing to want to do more, right? And to want to be part of this. So uh, thank you for sharing it today. Um, I have a quick couple of questions actually as we come to wrap up. Um, at time of recording, it's the 24th of May, 2023. So I think we can still ask this question. Uh, just about, but um, what would be your personal prediction for IoT in 2023? What do you hope to come to fruition by the end of the year? Um, I, I really think uh, uh, getting the, the IoT data uh, away from the, the data scientists to, to everybody. That's we have already tools available. It's it's a it's a big change. It's a it's a big wish to happen in in a short time, but the, that's my really a, a big uh, dream for for this year. And I believe it it's uh, possible to 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 showcase uh, data to to everybody in the organization. The way I see that, I see that like crowdfunding. So crowdfunding is enables everyone to own a piece of a company, but also for companies that might not have got that investment to get that investment. And 
getting data out to everyone rather than just a few uh, very clever, bright scientists, data scientists working in organizations means that there's more visibility, more understanding and, and a general consensus amongst the public about the importance. So I agree with you, actually, and I would, I would say that would be hopefully one of mine for 2023, uh, that the use and interpretation of data is not just confined uh, to, to folks um, that are paid to analyze it, actually, and that it is uh, everyone. So uh, thank you for sharing that. That's, that's really, really good. And I have a and, question. And just Go on, just to continue a little bit, uh, because I, I think even though they are really bright people uh, handling the data, I think there's uh, much more business opportunities when, when we share that data uh, within our organization and, and like everybody can contribute to their, their uh, business. And, and that's what I, I think would drive more, more opportunities for, for mm. organizations. It's a bit like marketing and sales, right? You know, marketing teams should work very closely with the sales team because yes. there's a fine line between marketing and sales. Um, and we're all, you know, we're all trying to do similar things. We're trying to grow our businesses and hopefully as, as, as our business um, from the IoT podcast perspective and on our group company in a sustainable and, and the right way, right? Um, so yeah, yeah, completely, completely agree with that. You know, um, it'd be interesting to see, you know, five years time or 10 years time, how well all organizations, not just those equipped, especially in the technology world, use the data around them in order to make better data-driven decisions, um, particularly when it comes to sustainability. So uh, thank you for that, Paco. And I have a question from our audience. So every week our audience uh, asks a number of questions and um, with yourself coming on to um, onto the show, uh, this is the question uh, that I've got for you today. So uh, what is the most surprising or unexpected impact you've seen from a digital transformation and IoT have on a business and sustainability performance? Well, may maybe it's the example I, I shared with the, with the uh, postponing the target. Uh, it was a surprise that uh, that particular organization was very open about it, and and uh, and and I think we're going to see more of of that happening. But it, it was still uh, it was still a surprise that hey, we've realized that this is. Uh, Difficult thing, and and uh, and, and really uh, driven by by the fact that uh, uh, we we made a, a challenging uh, announcement to to reach uh, the target by twenty thirty, but but now realized that uh, we need to postpone our, our target. But I think that was fairly surprising to me. I think yeah, I was going to bring that up earlier actually. My initial reaction on that is twofold. One, it's good to be honest and it's good to show some humility in the sense that you may have got it wrong, you know, um, mm. but to show that you're, uh, you're certain that you want to do it and that you want to go carbon neutral and you believe in the benefit of it. But the, on the other hand, my concern and my worry would be what's the point of having a target keep moving the target it no longer becomes a target anymore um, and I did wonder from 
an EV perspective in the world as well, whether or not the EV target, certainly that we have in Europe anyhow, is manageable. And if we're going to get to the point where we just move the target and the outcome of moving the target for consumers, for people that are um, uh, have a commercial business interest in there or uh, people who... You know, every, every stakeholder to that, right? So I, 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 I understand that. And I think that is unexpected. Um, I would just hope the target only moves once. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's a fair concern and, and valid point you, you are bringing up because uh, uh, it cannot be just a moving target. Like, uh, we, we really need to have an ambitious target and, and really work towards those because otherwise you lose the meaning of target. Absolutely, absolutely. Time for the quick fire questions, Peko. Uh, so here we go. If you could have any IoT powered gadget in your home, what would it be and why? I have so many of those. Uh, What's your favorite uh, one? Uh, I don't have favorite one probably yeah. the heating heating unit in 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 my home yeah i've been same for me as well i remember years ago growing up you had to go to the to the central heating system and do it manually and now now it's all done so yeah that's a good yeah. one um a quote you live by uh it's it's uh yeah it's easy to to make uh, things difficult but it's really difficult to make things easy that's good that's good i don't know which side you should be on right <laughs> yeah <coughs> um last one if you could learn any new skill peko anything at all technology or outside of technology what would that new skill be and why language Okay. I, I think there's uh, the communication between people and, and uh, it's, it's, a, it's a gift. I, I often think we take it for granted being British that people speak English so well uh, as a foreign language like yourself. Uh, and we are, we are so poor in it. You know, we can barely say a sentence or order a coffee. You know, if I came if I came yeah. to Finland, I'd struggle massively. But I would ima- I would imagine most people would be able to speak to me probably quite well, actually. Uh, yeah. So so I I I agree. I think uh, I think language is a beautiful thing. The ability to be able to communicate with people, your common man across different countries, right? So yeah, uh, yeah, it's nice. Paco, I've really enjoyed today. Thank you so much for coming on to the IoT podcast. You've been a great guest. Um, I'd love to hear about your passion for sustainability and, and IBM's initiatives. Where can folks find out more about the work that IBM are doing specifically around sustainability? Well, anybody can contact me on, on LinkedIn or, or other means. Uh, but uh, but yeah, just uh, go to, to ibm.com and, and uh, we have a lot of uh, these uh, case studies, uh, use cases uh, on sustainability over there. and. and uh, free trials and, and so forth. So there's a lot of uh, material available. So yeah, please try it yourself. I will. 
Peko, thank you for coming on the show. Thanks for having me. Thank you once again to IoT Tech Expo Europe for sponsoring today's episode. Once again, please get your tickets. The link will be in the description. Thanks for tuning in to the IoT podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on whatever platform you're on. See you next week for more IoT talks and tales.